everybody. Welcome to another top 10 episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton. Who's driving with me tonight? Michael K. Hughes. <laughs> I'm Reese. Hi. <laughs> and welcome back. We had you on the interview episode that we did about your game. Yes, you did. You want to give a quick shout out to what that game was? Yeah, sure. Uh, the game was Throw Me in the River. It recently released on Steam and itch.io, and it is three bucks. It is a visual novel. And you can find an episode all about it where we talked about it, and you go find his game on Steam. There should be a link in the show notes, I assume. So, <laughs> by the time you hear this. And, Mike, since this was uh, your idea, do you want to talk about, you want to mention what were we talking about? Uh, we're doing top ten vehicles and games. No animals, no mechs, no power-ups, no real-world cars. Just everything else is fair game, though. I mean, the animal part was hard for me because I couldn't even think of, like, ten vehicles off and I'm like, what? What do I want to put? And it's just... I had, a, I had a tough time with this list. I think I got some good ones, though. But it was it's harder without animals, and I realized that I don't play a lot of games with vehicles. It was challenging, but I think I got it. Because like, I'm like, I'm like Chikobo. I'm like, ah, I can't do that. That's an animal, not a vehicle. Animals are too obvious. They should just have their own list. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we will. And I can, if I can, <laughs> I'm sure I can find some top ten animals that you ride or something. All right. And then... So what we're going to do is we're each going to kind of go through as we go through the numbers of what numbers of the top 10 and then kind of say what our picks were and why and why we picked it. And oh, Mike, why don't you go first with your number 10? Um, my number 10 is the X2 Phantom from Saints Row the Third. This is the only vehicle on my list that I like just because of how it looks. It's basically a light cycle from Tron. It's got a black finish with kind of light. God, what's the word? Neon outlines. And uh, the wheels have no axles, no spokes. It's just really cool looking, and it handles super great, and it's super fast. That does look really cool. I'd completely forgotten about this until I saw it, and it's like, oh, right, I loved this one. Oh, yeah, it was my go-to whenever I actually had to use a vehicle. I feel like I'm missing out by having never played Central Third, or any of them. Yeah, 3 and 4. And people don't like 3 and 4 because they're too different from 2, but I, I like the direction they went with it. I love two, three, and four. I think they're all really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play one. It doesn't yeah, you can go back one. to. Like, <laughs> you could have a car and then turn around to look at something else and turn back and it will, will have despawned. <laughs> okay, it's that bad? Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty rough. Wow. Okay. I, don't think it was, I don't think it was a launch title, but it was early on the yeah. 360. Man, that, that, that is pretty bad. I really do want to play Saint Trail 3 someday, though. Good. Yeah, it's, it's, I feel like I'm missing out by never playing that series. So, and Reese, what about your number 10? Oh, I'm doing my number 10. My number 10 is <laughs> the Days Gone Motorcycle, which I got very attached to over time. I, I you know, grew up in Oregon, so I kind of loved Days Gone's representation of the Oregon landscape. And everywhere you go in that game, you are carrying that motorcycle around with you. And it controls great. It reacts to the weather in really interesting, realistic ways. And most importantly, you can make it look super cool. So I love the Days Gone motorcycle. Okay. that's This list is already going off to a weird uh, start I didn't expect. <laughs> well, when that's I started done to make it, I'm like, I'm not going to use all the obvious picks. Like, as much as I like Samus's gunship, it's not on my list. So I don't want to do anything too obvious. I try to go for function over fashion. I've, I've got some obvious ones, and I've got some unexpected ones. Try to sort of mix them together. <laughs> I think mine will be obvious to most people who know me. <laughs> I can and guess I'll, your top three. <laughs> no, nah, you can guess my top. You can guess one of them. I, I'm sure the other two are going to throw you for a loop. But all right, my number 10, this is an old memory that I had to pull out of the archives. The Tesla tank from Command & Conquer Red Alert Aftermath. 
<laughs> I love RT. I love the. I, I, I want to say I love RTS games, but I suck at them. I they are never been my my thing, unfortunately. But I love watching them. And when I was a kid, a friend of mine used to play played a lot of Red Alert, and I always rem- and I remember in Red Alert you in in the expansion you get a vehicle called a Tesla tank. And I remember thinking it was just the coolest thing because it would it, it let you get people. <laughs> so you could bring it into a, an arm, an army and it would just wipe out people and just let, you know, electrocute everybody. And I, I remember the retro, it, the retro tech look of this thing is so cool. Uh-huh. Right alert. I mean, it's just, it just looks like a tank with a big like dome on it that just shocks you to death. I'm a big fan of it. And it's also in the other Red Alert games where it gets cooler looking, but I'm I'm just I never played Red Alert three. I've only played Red Alert one and Red Alert two. So for me, it's just that old Tesla tank that a little big dome on it. Yeah, so I, I wasn't exactly sure what to do for a number 10, but I'm like, I remember loving this thing. So that's my number 10 because it scared the shit out of me when I first saw it and it wiped out my troops. That's uh, a good pick. And I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> I didn't I either. this one in forever. But yeah, it's super cool looking. Yeah. So and. And Mike, what is your number nine? Number nine is the Pequod from Metal Gear Solid Five. And while the X2 Phantom was based on looks alone, this is based on sound alone. And I only have it on here because I can make it play take on me by <laughs> AHA. So every time I call in an extraction, I would hear in the distance the, the opening riff of take on me playing. So what is it called? Pequod. P-E-Q-U-O-D. Okay. It's just a normal helicopter. Like, there's nothing special about it. Okay. But it has a great sound system, apparently. It does. You can really hear it coming over the hills. Again, this is not something. This is already getting kind of this going ways I did not expect it to go at all. So, do you can do you control it in Metal Gear Solid Five, or are you just change the music? No, no. Yeah, it's just. I think it's just a menu too that you you can set what it plays. Okay. It's this basically cause... your fast travel system. It takes you places. Okay. For some God, you can't keep naming games. So far, all games I haven't played. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> And games have been on my list for years. I've never played Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay, that's cool though. That would be fun. I mean, it's, that would be fun to play your own music or play music from the eighties. That yeah, awesome. there are different cassette tapes that you can find around the game world that you can use to play music. Wasn't it nice when Konami made games? Mm-hmm. It was. Man, that, that wonderful time. They made a Metal Gear game a couple years ago. I don't know what I, you're talking about. I, I want to play it on the show. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I, I still haven't. I still haven't played that one, and I, I kind of feel like I should, even though I know I shouldn't. Metal Gear Survive was on Game Pass. I think I've told this before. I played it for like two hours and just hated every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'd never need to play it on the show. I just, for some reason, I just really want to play it, and I don't know why. I have no logical reason to want to play it. I'd rather play Operation Raccoon City again. <laughs> okay. Now I know what you mean then, huh? All right, and... I'll go with my number nine. Right? No, did you reach? Did you you reach your number nine? I can do my number nine. Uh, my number nine is the Obra Din, the whole oh, dang nice. boat. That thing has a fascinating history. It is uh, you learn the layout of this boat in intimate ways that you don't really learn from any other vehicle that I can think of in a game. And 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 uh, you you get to explore its past and you get to learn about what happened on this boat. And yeah. It's a memorable boat. Return of the Obra Dinn was one I was super excited for, and I played it for like 45 minutes. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> and I haven't I haven't touched it since. I need to get back to it. Give it a shot. It's definitely one where if you drop it for a bit, you will get totally lost and forget what you were working on in it. So it's definitely one to like sit down and just power through 
and yeah. try not to get distracted by other games with. <laughs> Good luck with this show. <laughs> is it a um, like? Is it black and white? Yes. Ish. Yeah. It's okay. sort of uh, the default look is sort of based off of like an old Mac game. You can also do different visual filters that kind of make it look like it's running off of different types of computers from different decades. <laughs> well, probably Sounds mostly cool. from the same couple decades, but yeah. All right. I, it's another another one I've always wanted to try. Not as old, but it, it looks really cool. I will go with my number nine. This one I was tossed on whether or not to put on the list, but it's a vehicle that's always stuck with me and a game that stuck with me is Koopa's Koopa Clown Car in Super Mario World. When you first see King Koopa, you've been you know going after him this entire game, and all of a sudden you see him in this little funny little car where he's hovering above you and throwing things at you and making my day terrible. And it's always stuck me. I always thought it was so cool to see the clown car. I, I don't know why, but I really, really like it. I know it's in Mario Kart and other games. And right, it became a staple after that. Like Bowser Jr. uses it in uh, Smash Brothers and all that. And I don't know why I don't own that Funko. Or not Funko. I don't own that Amiibo. I've seen it. I picked it up. I don't own it. How does he I, fit I, those bowling balls in there? You know, just how does he fit? Where's Peach? Where's Peach during all that time, too? But hey, yeah. I'm sure Fanfic <laughs> will answer that one for you. Yeah, hey, like that one person. Somebody once sent me a thing saying that uh, Peach, Mario, and Bowser had a uh, polygamy relationship with a mm-hmm. kidnapped fetish. That's what I would think of now. Whatever that's brought up. Thank you to whoever random girl who was that sent that to me on Facebook once. <laughs> I will hope you still listen to the show. <laughs> and Mike, what about your number eight? Uh, we're going back to Saints Row the Third with the VTOL. It's a jet that can switch between a hover mode and a jet mode. So it's basically a helicopter and a jet in one. And it's armed to the teeth with missiles and a laser that you can aim around. It's pretty sweet. You're, just, you're making me really want to play this game. It's really good. It's one of my favorites. The toy box of fun shit to play around with. That is oh, what yeah. that game is. <laughs> and if I wanted to go with just looks of vehicles, I would have so many Saints Row ones on here. And that game sounds cool. And what was the name of the vehicle again? So I can Google it. I VTOL. V-T-O-L. It's vertical yeah. takeoff and landing, I think. Gotta add Saint Troll third to the end, otherwise I'll get real vehicles. Okay, that does look really cool. It's a freaking like jet then. And that is I awesome. guess that kind of toes the line between real vehicles, but I eh. whatever. I mean I think we do have jets or planes that can just kind of take off like a helicopter and then be a jet. I'm assuming they probably have that by now. Mm-hmm. But eh, whatever. It's close enough. And Reese, how about your number eight? Yeah, my number eight is the flying machine from Assassin's Creed 2, custom built for you by Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> I mean it's just fun. It just looks cool. It's obviously uh, some. It's it's impossible. It would never obviously work the way that it does work in that game in real life. And the game doesn't care. And I love that about it. And it just has that look to it that you know. I mean, obviously, is a real look and a real design. And I yeah, I love that about it. It's so grounded and weird, and I love it. It's a real thing too, or close to it. Exactly. Yeah. I know they found designs of a flying machine like that, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's directly based on his designs, but they have you doing ridiculous stuff with it, like flying for miles on end and like being pushed upward in the air by gusts of smoke. And like it's it's very silly and video gamey and the game is okay with that. And it it wants it to be that way. And it's it's great. It's also in one of the best Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I love that game in general. And uh, I love the relationship that you have with Da Vinci. So, yeah, it's a it's a fun time. Is it also in Brotherhood? Do you remember? You know what? I'm having a hard time remembering. I think it might not. I think it okay. might have just been it too. Okay. I remember using it vaguely. It's been a long time since I played Assassin's Creed 2 or Brotherhood. Both amazing games, by the way, though. Oh, 
yeah, like the specific mission where you use it is just okay. It's it's a little frustrating and a little bit trial and error at times, but I I just I don't even care. I just want to fly that stupid machine around. It's so cool. <laughs> it's just stuck with you all these years. All yeah, right. it absolutely has. Okay. Hey, I'm hey anything Assassin's Creed, I'm a hundred percent okay with it since we never get to mention Assassin's Creed on the show because I haven't forced Mike to play one yet. So mm-hmm. anytime I get to talk about it, I'm happy to hear about it. I really want to play the first one. And I might regret that decision when I finally do it. I tried to play it when it came out. I got like three kills in and like, wow, this is repetitive. <laughs> I'm going to say the meme, but younger Mike really liked it when I played uh-huh. it. And when I first got my 360 in 2010 or so, I thought it was a really good game. It's been 11 years, so uh-huh. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, I like I love making that joke with you. All right. My number eight. This one is a little uh, I, I didn't really know. I, I can't remember it very well, but I just it's so cool. So it got put on the. It got put on the list. My number eight is Ragnarok from Final Fantasy VIII. The airship that you get. I don't remember how you get it. I don't remember why you get it. But you have an airship that looks like a damn dragon that flies around the map really fast. And it's from space. And that's and I I just I love the design of it. I it's just so cool to me. So that's my number eight. I almost Fantastic. put Do- I almost put Doom Train on my list. Ah, from, oh, from Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I'm like that's a little too sentient to be. Just a vehicle. I like well, his design. I forgot about Doom Train. The entirety of Blam Garden almost made my list. How nice. Blam Garden was on my list at one point. Very nice. Okay. It got taken out to put Ragnarok in instead. That's totally... I think that's a fair substitution, though. It's hard to deny. Ragnarok is real cool. But since oh, you brought it up, I do want to say Blam Garden. I mean, it's a fucking school. That lifts up out of out of the ground. You get to yeah. drive it around like an extra vehicle. I mean, yeah, come on now. Very cool. Because oh, Final Fantasy VIII is a great game, I think. My wife says so. <laughs> and she can't be wrong, right? Mm, well, she'd tell you otherwise. <laughs> I, I I actually just bought the remastered version on, on Steam because I, I really want to play eight again. Like I don't know why, but I've been really itching to try that game again. And it's been years. At least you can cheat in that version. Oh, you know I will. I cheat in every game I play. I couldn't play any other way. All right. And then we should, Mike, what is your number seven? My number seven is Turbo Man from Mega Man 7. What? Who is a robot master that can transform into a race car. He's basically a transformer. What? (laughs) (laughs) How have I never heard of this guy before? I don't know. Charge Man was a close second because he is a train, but the fact that Turbo Man can transform into a car is, it was too cool not to put on there. Nip. Fits my function over fashion. I'll allow it. I have n- I've never seen Turbo Man before. At least it never stuck with me. I've seen um, speedruns of Mega Man 7 before. Just make sure you search for Mega Man 7 Turbo Man. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of jingle all the way results. Oh, God. Is, is that is that that's what it was from that stupid movie? Turbo Man. God, it's been years since I watched that <laughs> terrible movie. That was a good Arnold. <laughs> really? Thanks. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay, that's cool. That is really cool. Turbo Man. All right. Oh, uh, Reese, what about your numbers? Yeah, number seven. I've got, oh, I've got a plane flying overhead me. Can I count that? That's really loud. <laughs> That's a real life vehicle. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too loud. I'm going with the jetpack from San Andreas. That thing is, back when that game came out, that game felt bigger than anything else that had ever been made, to me, at least. And just being able to to strap on the jetpack and go anywhere on that map as high up as I wanted wherever I wanted, felt like I was accessing something that I was never supposed to see. Like, it felt like I was breaking my PlayStation 2. 
I don't know how to describe it. Like it was like flapping an expansion card into an N64 and, you know, getting uh, higher quality games all of a sudden. It was like, no, I can now access parts of the PlayStation 2 I never knew I could access. So yeah, I, uh, being able to just go anywhere in that world was an insane thing. And that was the jetpack allowing me to do that. So I love that thing. Okay. Another game I know. I, I lucked out for my last, but decided against it. How, when I did play Sanders, I never got to the jetpack part. Oh, I remember. Yeah, it's like outside the last third yeah, of the game that you can get to. Yeah, very end of the game, yeah. Close to the end. Yes, like a good damn. All right, and my number seven. This one's a little <laughs> a little bit of cheating, but I did the X-Wing from the first Star Wars Rogue Squadron, <laughs> which for me would have been the first time that I would have played a game where I get to fly an X-Wing, because I didn't play the X-Wing, oh God, I remember, the PC game where you have X-Wing or those TIE fighter games. I never played any of those, so this was my first time ever getting to fly you know, that ship, and I remember really, really loving Star Wars Rogue Squadron, even though I haven't gone back in years, but something that stuck with me, getting to fly your first X-Wing, flying around, taking out people, and it's just, it was such a good game, such a good experience, and I always, even though there's other ships in that game, I like the X-Wing. That's all I need. I don't need the B-Wing or the other ones. I just want my X-Wing. Or A-Wing. A-Wing. Mm-hmm. They're all real ships, but the B-Wing's a bomber. Yeah, I just went back to Rogue Squadron 2 recently, and that game still just feels so incredible to fly around in. That perfect 60 FPS, it just, it's <laughs> beautiful. I really want to go back to it. I remember really liking it. It's a game I haven't replayed, because 64 is hard to replay, because the way I replay it is emulation, and 64 emulation is not always the best, for some reason. Somehow. I don't know why. PS1, PS2, all good. 64, it's like, eh, hit and miss. Yeah. I don't get it. And this is Nintendo, the games don't get re-released, so, you know, not a lot of ways to play them. The Episode 1 Racer got re-released. Does that count? I really like that, that game. Really, I know people yeah. like that game. It's kind of crazy that Squadron 1 hasn't been re-released, if that one has. I love that I game, too. Squadron is on Steam, though. Ooh. I think Shadows of the Empire is on Steam. It is. 100%. I'm still yeah. sad that, that uh, Factor 5 remaster of the Rogue Squadron games on Wii, you know, just never happened. It was supposed to happen. Hmm. And Star, Rogue, Star Wars, the 64 version of Rogue Squadron is called Rogue Squadron 3D, is on uh, Steam for 10 bucks. Nice. And apparently in my library already. But yes, so you can buy it. Not to be confused with the Rogue Squadron that came out recently from EA. This is the old classic one. Yeah, because they like to reuse names, like the Battlefront games. Which I don't understand. Like, that just that irritates me. I don't, don't rename a game the exact same thing. Like, add something to it. Mm-hmm. But it's EA, so we can't really be surprised, can we? Yeah, it's especially frustrating with the Battlefront games because those original games are good and relevant. <laughs> and then the new games are also, you know, relevant. So, yeah, but nobody bad. ever knows which one you're talking about. So you got to put the years in front of stuff. I mean, hey, the new Star Wars Battlefront 2 is not bad. I played the campaign. Yeah, Battlefront 2 is a good game now. Huh. It, it took a bit, but it is good. Because they just called the other Battlefront 2, the 2005 one, the classic one. That's what they, the name now, since they both share the same name. All right. Uh, Mike, what is your number six? First, I want to resend my number seven. Instead of Turbo Man, I want to put Nitro Man for Mega Man 10, because he's the same thing, but a motorcycle, and he can drive up walls. So That's a good <laughs> argument. But another another Mega Man boss I have never seen before. My number six was the G6155 Interceptor from Spy Hunter because it's a car that can transform into a motorcycle and a boat and it shoots missiles and all this crap. And then I realized that all the cars in Sonic and All-Stars Race and Transform can do all of that, but also be a plane. So instead, I have the Speed Star, which is Sonic's car from that game is my number six. Okay. 
Uh, you from the Transformed game? Yeah, Transformed. Okay, which is actually a good game. That game not, rocked. Yeah, it's not quite Mario Kart, but it's still fun. The first racing also. I never played the never played Transform though. The you first know, one. I can't. Good. I can't play as Rio from Shenmue in Mario Kart. So. <laughs> and a forklift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Shenmue, a series I will have never tried. But you can play as Danica Patrick. I forgot she's in that game. <laughs> and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, they are. Uh, Holy Trinity. <laughs> and Re- Super Re- Racing Superstar Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> oh, Wreck It Ralph. I love the first movie. Second movie just hurt me. Scenes with the princesses are the only two good scenes in the movie. Yeah. And Reese, what is your number six? My number six is the Bathosphere from Bioshock. <sighs> nice. I yeah, it's got that uh, that gorgeous Art Deco interior design, and the sights you see through it are so cool all the time. And it just is such a weird, unique thing of a vehicle that I had to include it. Um, and I just love that, uh, you know, it, it's the method of transportation down there. That's the only way you can get around is getting in this this uh, round death trap and hoping that it gets you to your destination safely, which it doesn't for a lot of people, which is <laughs> kind of fun. So, yeah, yeah works, that's that works one. better than the plane in that game. That's true. It does. <laughs> <laughs> the is short-lived it, plane. Is it like a fast travel thing in that game? It it's just time to transition between um, zones. Okay. Yeah, but... The opening of Bioshock features an extensive ride in it where you're kind of getting a view of the entire city uh, through the window of the bathosphere. And it also plays a little propaganda video inside of it. So it's equipped with various unnecessary details like that. Um, and and it's got some nice comfy leather seats inside. And you, yeah, it's it's how you are introduced to the city of Rapture. And it's it's a unique thing being in there that first time that you uh, start the game and are diving down in there. It's it's a very unique moment. Okay. I, I, I wish I could remember more of Bioshock. I just remember the opening. Well, that's cool. See, we're getting some pretty some pretty different picks. So I'm glad. <laughs> and my number six, Mike, you probably called this one. Actually, this is because you mentioned it. I was going to do it anyway. But my number six is the Phantom Train from Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> Super Nintendo, because come on now. I mean, it's this is also one of my my favorite gaming moments ever. Is there is nothing more there is nothing more amazing than fighting a giant train or getting on a train that is full of ghosts that are being taken to the other side. And throughout this whole time that you're getting on this train, people are yelling you, "There's no escape, nowhere to run, nowhere to go, no." And I mean, there is no that is one of my favorite vehicles, one of my favorite scenes. And then you fight the fucking en- engine of the train at the very end, and you can suplex the train. The joke has been made many times throughout the internet, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that's my number six, the Phantom Train from one of my favorite games. It is I one of the most been... memorable moments of that game. That in the it Opera is. House are the two that I think I hear brought up the most. Absolutely, I am in the middle of my first playthrough of six. I'm in the World of Ruin right now. So I have done the Phantom Train sequence, and it is extremely memorable and very unique to this day, uh, as is the Opera House sequence. Mm-hmm. It, you're, you're playing one of the best games ever made. Yep. It deserves a remake that I don't know if we'll ever get, because they're obsessed with 7. Yeah, it's it's pretty much perfect. Every every second I'm playing that game, I'm just like, yeah, this thing is a perfect thing. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so that brings us to number 5. Mike, what is your number 5? My number five is the agent SU, the agency SUV from Crackdown, <laughs> which is an SUV. But all the agency vehicles in that game have little added stuff to them, and the SUV has hydraulics that you can retract and then 
spring out to make you jump. And then if you jump and angle at a wall and retract them, you can stick to the wall and drive up it. Man, that is cool. That's <laughs> very cool. Well, that's just one of those games where, you know, everything is just everything is over the top. Everything looks like it's on steroids. Everything is just how can we make this more badass? Oh, yeah. There's nothing quite like a single grunt shooting at you with a gun and just picking up a semi and throwing it at him. <laughs> I love Crackdown. Mm-hmm. First one, I first one's such a game. good game. I thought yeah. about using the, the agency supercar, but I'm like, it's just a fast car. I'd go with the SUV and drive up walls. That's cooler, though. I would say driving up walls is cooler than what that fast car is like. Saints Row 2 had a bug, too, that if all of your vehicle's tires were touching the surface, they would stick to it, which isn't always a horizontal surface. <laughs> you, could, you could drive up walls in that, too, if you did it just right. Wow. <laughs> that game uh, that game runs in 4K on Xbox One uh, X and Series X, and it looks so beautiful. That art style has held up so well. And uh, just looking over that city in 4K, <laughs> it's, it's a remarkable-looking game. It's always nice when we can say games still hold up. Yeah. Because that's not always a thing in certain eras. Uh-huh. Mainly the PS1 era, but, you know, PS2 a little. All right, and uh, what is, Reese, what is your number five? Let's find out. It is <laughs> the Mako. I know this is going to be a controversial <laughs> choice because I know that it controls like garbage and people love to complain about it. But I love this stupid thing. I love its broken physics. I have seen the Mako do things you wouldn't believe. I have seen it jump gaps that were thought impossible, and I have seen <laughs> it like flip and break in ways that I never imagined a vehicle in a video game could. I love this stupid thing. I cannot wait to see what they do with it in the upcoming remaster. I, I hope that they don't make it completely normal. I mm-hmm. hope it's still a little broken and a little janky and a little too slow. Yeah, I don't know. It's like kind of like people like Death Stranding will often praise Death Stranding for the challenge of just moving around in its environment and how it innovates on, you know, making you consider every step you take. That's driving the Mako for me. I love just how hard it is to get up some slope and somehow making it work much like riding a horse up a mountain in Skyrim. So <laughs> that's my choice for number five. I love that thing. And it's a, my gear. It's oh. a tank on wheels with jump jets and a missile launcher and a machine gun. Like, yes, I love that thing. I, I almost <laughs> yes. had it and the nomad <laughs> both on my list at different points. Nice. I, I know you're a big fan of the vehicles. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Which we talked about in our Mass Effect episode, which you can barely hear because everything, that audio issues. Don't listen to that. Just take our word for it. <laughs> Just click download. That's all you got to do. But, okay, I'll go with my number five. My number five is the Enterprise from Final Fantasy IV. And in Final Fantasy IV, you get an airship. But the thing about the Enterprise, it gets adjusted throughout the game. First, you just get your regular old airship, you know, like one you see flying around anywhere. But as the game progresses, you gotta go into a volcano, so you get heat shielding added to the bottom of your ship to keep it from, you know, having issues, because apparently, you know, it's made out of wood, so how is it in a volcano? I got nothing. But you put heat resistance shield, and then as the game progresses, you get a freaking drill added to your airship, so you can dig out of the mountain to get out from underground. And there, and that has always stuck with me after all these years, and I was thinking about it, and oh, it also gets, I almost forgot, I think it's the same ship, it gets a freaking little, like, hook or grappling hook to lower down and grab um, your ship and to grab your little hovercraft thing and move it around. So, <laughs> so it's like uh, a urban strike with the little hook coming out of it. 
Oh, those are good games. So it, it's always stuck with me. I'm pretty sure that's the Enterprise. I, I, I don't think I'm confusing and combining two different airships. I could be, but I don't think I am. I think it's just the one airship keeps getting extra upgrades as the game progresses. I mean, so it has a ship that can travel to the moon. I don't care. I love the Enterprise. It gets to travel around that amazing world. That is my number five with all the upgrades. Oh, Mike, what is your number four? My number four is Sophia the Third from the Blaster Master series. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's a tank. Outfitted with a bunch of weapons, it's super mobile. It can jump and hover just like the Mako, and it can turn into basically a sub mode, like a dive mode when you get into water. And I swear this is the last time I'll bring it up, but it can also drive up walls and on ceilings. <laughs> okay, and this is the one from the NES game? Yeah, uh, it's reused quite a bit, but yeah, that's where it started. Okay. It's another, it's another series I've never, I've never played any of the Blaster Master games before yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, Blaster Master Zero is pretty good, if you don't want to okay. go all the way back to the NES. Uh, I'm not. You, you already know my opinion of the NES. Yep. <laughs> I yeah, can't I handle those games. Zero at some point. That game looks very good. You can play a Shovel Knight and Shantae if you spend a couple bucks on DLC. Ooh, is this only on the Switch? I have it on 3DS. I okay. think it's on Steam, maybe? I am looking as we speak, because you have my attention. It's on Steam. Both of them are. Blaster Master zero, one, 0 and zero two. 2. Not played 2 yet. Okay. Well, hey, thanks to you. I'm adding another game to my wish list that I really want. That looks interesting. All right. And Reese, what is your number 5? Or 4? We, yeah, we're on 4. Yes. My number 4 is The King of Red Lions from <laughs> Wind Waker. Not only a fun boat to pilot and relaxing. And that's the big thing, is that when I play that game, I am relaxed. I love just just boating around in that game, just sailing everywhere. Um, but also a character in his own right that is kind of interesting. It has its own backstory. And uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I love the design. I love the, the look of the boat. Uh, the moment you see it, you know what game you're looking at. And I also do just love sailing around in it. It's just a nice thing. So, yeah. But do you love sailing around and collecting Triforce pieces for hours? I do. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) The Triforce quest is low-key my favorite part of that game. Because it actually forces you to to get out into that world and fully cover it and fully explore it and really dive into the weird nooks and crannies that Nintendo built into that game. And I know that that is not a popular opinion and there is a reason that they patched it in the Wind Waker HD to remove some of the Triforce pieces. But personally... That is my favorite part of the game. It's when the game opens up. Yeah, it's so. a big big treasure hunt. What's not to love? <laughs> From what I remember, I didn't have a problem with it, but it's been a long time. I know a lot of people hate on it, so I had to make the joke. They they do. It's it's a popular one to hate on, but yeah, I love that part of the game. <laughs> All right, and then I will introduce my number four. It is the Blackjack from Final Fantasy VI. Because why not? This is the first airship that you get. Because in six you get two airships, but I'm much more a bigger fan of the first airship that you get. That Cetra's airship because it has a uh-huh. big black bubble on it or bubble, I mean balloon on it. It has a freaking casino little because like you know little casino tables in there and stuff. And it it's so cool to me just the way that you get it because we as we talked about a little bit ago you have that amazing copper scene that leads into that and just it's always been such a cool ship to me it's not as fast as the one you get later in the game but i like the look of the feel this one i like and this is the first time that Fantasy six opens up to you too so it's just such a big moment and this is something that's always stuck with me too so blackjack is my number four you get that sweet mode seven is that what it is when you fly around yeah mm-hmm. yeah it looks really cool i have never put that together after all these years <laughs> never okay 
not what I expected, but all right. Mike, what is your number three? Mine's also an airship and a submarine and a boat. This is the Excellion from Lufia 2, which is your all-in-one airship that can transform into a sub when you need to go underwater, and it can swim on top of water like a boat, and it can fly in the air like an airship. It's it's all you need. I have never heard of this before. <laughs> I mean, I know Lufia 2, I... I tried playing this game many times over the years but never i've never gotten to the airship it's unfortunately incorrectly called the xerion in the original super nintendo version but they corrected it in the crappy remake for ds <laughs> oh reimagining i'm sorry it's okay. not crappy it's okay you really have my attention now though i really got to play lufia 2 one day I've been saying that for over for two decades. I know it's one that I've also like nonstop heard great things about. Just never put the time in. It's one of the best RPGs on the system. You mean like at least fourth or fifth, right? Down that line? No. Some say it's better than anything that Squaresoft made. Oh. <laughs> That's Why? a big point. Okay. Um, and what is your number three, Reese? My number three is one you're definitely going to need to pull up on Google. And that is the Hydroflot from Amazon. Amazon is a, and it is spelled like Amazon, but it is pronounced Amazon. The Explorer's Legacy is an old point-and-click adventure. It is basically a mist clone. Came out in 1999 and made by the developers of 13. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're we're getting into some weird stuff here, but the Hydroflot is a very unique-looking vehicle. It, It has a look. And it can fly, it can skim along the water, and it can take off like a rocket ship if need be. When it does all three of those things over the course of this game, and you go everywhere on it, it's kind of it's kind of acting as your gate through the game. Basically, the way the game works is you will get to a place in the world, you will have to fix something on the boat, or something on the hydroflot, and you will have to go out into the world to get the thing and then you bring it back to the hydroflot and then that progresses the game and you go to a next area so you're you're with this thing from beginning to end it is a very weird vehicle and i love that thing it's also a very weird game it's a game that basically doesn't exist anymore for all intents and purposes it's very forgotten but it's a unique one okay also hey, according to wikipedia it's sold well which is weird that's what it's about, it's about stuff that means a lot to you if Mike had not posted a picture in the Skype chat, I would swear you just made up that entire thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, this game does, it really doesn't exist, but uh, over a million copies sold in 1999. I, was like, I don't know who bought that because I've never met someone else who's played this game, but yeah. It's also not easy to find, by the way. <laughs> I had to Google a few different, because when I first Googled it without the name of the game, I ended up getting an actual like sewing machine looking thing called an Aquaflot or something. Uh-huh. So it took a little bit to find it. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, there's other stuff for it. So, all right, and I'll do my number three. Mike, you probably didn't see this one coming because you haven't played this amazing game yet. I haven't made you yet. My number three is the Yudrazel. I know I probably pronounced it wrong. From Xenogears for PS1. This is, first it starts off, it's a sand cruiser. You get it, you can only drive around in the desert in one area. And then as the game progresses, you find, okay, it can dig underground. It can go through this underground tunnel. And then eventually it gets sunk. And then it they, they upgrade it. Now you can go on sea and in the desert. And then as the game progresses, they upgrade a third time, and it becomes a fucking airship to fly around the world. And then the fourth time becomes a giant, giant mech. But 
when it combines into a city and then it becomes yeah but that's neither here nor there but i've always loved this ship because i, I love xenogears a very underrated ps1 game that will probably never get a remake but and this ship has always stuck with me it becomes your home base it's where you change characters like in normal final, you know rpg type games so one of my favorite ships altogether you jostle someone probably have to look that up because they probably never heard of it before <laughs> all right and that brings us to number two mike what is your number two now we're getting the the big stuff now. I wanted to go for functionality over fashion, and my top two will just embody that trope. My number two is the Eggmobile from the Sonic the Hedgehog series. <laughs> Whereas you pick the Klupa, Koopa Clown car, I pick Dr. Robotnik's stupid little egg thing that he drives around that just interlocks and in all of his other, all the boss fights. Like, the one I always think of is the first boss of Sonic 2, where he's in this thing and it just descends into a car body and he starts driving it around. Which, uh, damn it, I, I looked up the name of that thing because it was almost on this list. And I'm like, well, I might as well just go for all of the egg things with the Eggmobile. But yeah, Dr. Robotnik has his stuff figured out. Yeah, number two, it's a car of some sort. I know what you're talking about the drill, but I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it's like the egg drill or drill egg or something. Something stupid. Basic. It's a fantastic choice. I was this close to putting Amy's car from Sonic R on my list. Uh, <laughs> nice. But yeah, the Eggmobile rocks. It's so iconic, and I absolutely love it. And I love how Robotnik fits in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does and he you, fit in it? You pilot it very briefly at the end of God. Sonic 3. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. That's a cool part. I mean, you don't do anything in it, but that's a cool mm-hmm. part. All right. And Reese, what is your number two? My number two is the regalia i love final fantasy 15 and the regalia embodies so much of what i love about that game it is a very cool looking vehicle i wish i like of all the vehicles i'm listing the one that i would drive in real life is undoubtedly the regalia i love its transformation into a plane when it does become a uh, flying vehicle I love its stupid monster truck version that you can <laughs> go all terrain on, and um, and I just love its core design. I love that it comes packed with every single Final Fantasy soundtrack ever made. That's cool. <laughs> and and I love the weird little touches they added, like it when it rains, the you know the convertible head goes up, and uh, just all of these wonderful things about that car. There's so much detail packed into it, and the way that you know, the characters interact with the car itself over the course of the game, whether on the road while driving or just pushing it on the road because they ran out of gas. So <laughs> it's, yeah, a very a memorable vehicle and uh, I'm very attached to it. Okay. Oh, since you brought it up, do you recommend Final Fantasy 15 to someone that loves the series but never played it for some reason? I recommend Final Fantasy 15 to everyone, even if they don't wind up liking it. And I know that a lot of people, you know, it, it rubs them the wrong way, but. Still right give here. it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> it is, as it claims, a Final Fantasy 15 for fans and newcomers alike, and it is possible that it won't work for you, but still try it. Still play it. Okay. I, I played it for about 10 hours. So just, I had to put it down. I just could not get into it. That's totally fair. Uh, do, do play Royal. Do play the Royal version uh, if, you, if you play it. Okay. That's what the Windows Edition probably is, right? I'm assuming yes. it's Royal. Okay. All right. I added to my wish list about, again, another game you guys are making me add. I, I love Final Fantasy, but I, I've never I've never played 12 or 15 for some reason. I played 12, but I didn't beat it, but 15 I never even touched. Mm. All right. My number two. I bet you weren't. I bet you didn't see this one coming, Mike. My number two is is the ghost from Halo 2. <laughs> I 
I for some reason this well this is the first time in the Halo series where you got to drive you got to drive the ghost. Pretty sure it's the first time. Pretty sure it's not the first game. And I love driving the ghost. I think a lot of it it brought back a lot of memories from when I used to play online multiplayer because that was one of my I wasn't very good at it. My friends would get mad at me because my kill death ratio wasn't good enough and they wouldn't want to play with me. But if I got in the ghost, I could hold my own. I could be a you know I could contribute to the team. And I could take people out, and I've always loved the ghost. And ever since then, that vehicle has stuck with me as one of my favorite Halo vehicles. I I know I played other games like I played Reach, but two was the one that introduced me to it, and two is the one that made me fall in love with the ghost. Any other vehicle, I don't like the race. I don't like the Warthog, but I love the ghost. That's the only vehicle I want to drive. That's my number two. And Mike, what is your number one? Well, before that, we don't have any honorable mentions this time around, but I, oh, I, take, I have one. <laughs> I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about some of the worst vehicles in games. So I have a very, very short list. It's like four. <laughs> OK, sure. So, Go for it. Anything in Alone in the Dark 2008. What? They had <laughs> no idea how to program driving in that game and everything controls like complete ass. The oh, how backlash you... in Blast Core is the stupid dump truck where you have to like swing around and hit buildings with the back end. And everyone hates it. My wife had special mention for all the cars in Final Fantasy VIII because she said that they all handle like butt and there's no gas gauge. So they just run out of gas randomly. I, I had I didn't have any idea what she was talking about. It took a second for that memory to come back. But yes, I know. <laughs> I'm like, what is she talking about? I'm like, oh, yeah, you can rent cars for no reason. The thing. And this final thing I'm sure we can all agree on are the RC vehicles in San Andreas. Because those <laughs> missions are the fucking worst. <laughs> Uh, I actually, I didn't write any worse vehicle, but I did do one honorable mention just because it fell off my list, but I want to mention it anyway. We weren't doing honorable mention, but it ended up there. Uh, I have the Rogue Shadow from Star Wars Force Unleashed, because I just <laughs> love the look of that ship, which I talked about in our episode, but I just, I love that ship. It is so damn cool. And there's a Lego set of it that's now not even on eBay. It's worth hundreds, hundreds of dollars, and I did not buy it. And I, I No, I like that ship. So that's my only honorable mention. Uh, Reese, did you have any honorable mentions? Or bad I'll, do one for, I'll do one for worst, and that is, unfortunately, the Tiger from No More Heroes 1, the vehicle that Travis drives around. It is cool looking. I will give it that, but it is extremely frustrating to drive around. If you slow down for even a second, your car has to do a weird wheelie to start up again, and it crashes all the time and gets stuck on geometry, and it is generally just a nightmare to navigate that city. So that is my <laughs> choice for least favorite. Along the same lines, Mike, I think your worst pick would be the cars and Deadly Premonition because they were ear splitting for you. <laughs> okay, that would be my worst. You are right. I completely, I'm a, I just blocked out that memory, I'm pretty sure, at this point, because I had no recollection of what you were talking about at first. <laughs> but you are right. I don't, yeah, because I, I had that weird glitch where I had, to, I had to take the headphones and get them out of my ears as fast as I could because the car go or some terrible sound. All right, before my number one, I have a wife pick, as has become the custom on these things. And she picked Mr. Grimm from the Twisted Metal series, because he's just a super fast motorcycle, and he has the smallest hitbox out of all the combatants. It's a good but pick. Love my that. number one is going to be kind of like Reese's Mako, and I'm picking the Gummy Ship from the Kingdom Hearts series. <laughs> <laughs> because if you want to talk about functionality, it's completely open-ended with infinite possibilities the thing is fully customizable and the shoot 'em up sections are actually pretty fun in two they're not great in one and three they change too much and it's not quite as fun but yeah i mean you can make whatever you want with that and i know people hate the gummy ship but i don't care they're pretty great i'm one of them from what i remember i didn't like it it was a long time ago 
Okay, and Reese, what is your number one? My number one is the Bone Wagon from Grim Fandango. <laughs> this thing looks cool as heck. Look at it. It's ridiculous. It's basically Tim Schafer just getting to design his ultimate metal vehicle, even well before he was able to work on Brutal Legend. And you are able to, you know, it, it plays an important part in the narrative. You've got this friend named Glottis, and he is constantly working on the bone wagon and upgrading it to get you out of your job in the land of the dead. And it starts off as uh, the, the vehicle that you use to carry out your work as a Grim Reaper, and it winds up becoming your escape from the city that you are trapped in your day job in. Uh, it, it it's a gorgeous vehicle. I love this thing. It's such a '90s design, and um, I love the eight ball on the front. It's really quite a piece. So that's my choice. Love that thing. It's very memorable. Okay, and that leaves me for my number one. Mike, do you want to guess what it is? Uh, would this be the Normandy from the Mass Effect series? <laughs> <laughs> for some people, you know, it probably would be their number one, or at least on their list. It is the Epoch. Oh from yeah, Chrono Trigger. It. I knew that. Ooh, nice. yeah, of course you did. Everyone, anyone listening to the show <laughs> probably knew it was that. I mean, as I've said it before in episode 100, I love Chrono Trigger. And when you get a time-traveling ship, I mean, I, I, I love time travel because of that game, probably. So, Epoch, my favorite ship of all time. If they made a model, which they probably do, I should I, I should go buy it because I would love to have it hanging from my ceiling now that I think about it. But it is just such a cool ship. It's a time-traveling ship. And when you first get it, it doesn't have any wings till Emperor Dalton, the asshole he is, puts wings on the Dalton Imperial, something he calls it. And then it becomes the best epoch ever because you can fly around, you can go through time. But then your dumbass uses the ship to drive into a big monster and, and destroy your ship. So depending on what ending you get. Yes, it depends on how you play it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I go through the Black Omen way because I'm insane when I play that game for some reason. <laughs> I do the real long way to fight Lavos. But yeah, Epoch is my favorite ship of all time. It's, all right. it's, it's such a gorgeous ship design. It's so sleek. I, I love how that thing looks. And again, also just a very 90s looking ship design. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, and should, and should we, and I think each of us should read our top 10 real fast. Uh, Mike, you want to go first and just kind of go through them? Uh, as soon as I get that pulled back up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. Number 10 is the X2 Phantom from Saints Row the Third. Number 9 is the Pequod from Metal Gear Solid Five. Number 8 is the VTOL from Saints Row the Third. Number 7 is Nitro Man from Mega Man 10. Number 6 is the Speed Star from Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform, which is a stupid long title. Number 5 is the Agency SUV from Crackdown. Number 4 is the Sophia the Third from the Blaster Master series. Number 3 is the Excellion from Lufia 2. Number 2 is the Eggmobile from the Sonic the Hedgehog series. And number 1 is the Gummy Ship from the Kingdom Hearts series. Alright, and Reese. Number 10, we've got the Days Gone Motorcycle. I don't know if it has an actual name. Number yes. 9, we've got the Obra Dinn, the whole damn boat. Number eight, we've got the flying machine from Assassin's Creed 2, Leonardo da Vinci's flying machine. Number seven, we've got the jetpack from San Andreas. Number six, we've got the bathysphere from Bioshock, which is some nice alliteration. Number five, we've got the Mako from Mass Effect, another alliteration. Number four, we've got the King of Red Lions from Wind Waker. Number three, we've got the Amazon vehicle, which is called the Hydroflot. Number two, we've got the Regalia from Final Fantasy XV. Number one. The Bone Wagon from Grim Pandango. All right, and my is number 10, Tessa Tank from Command & Conquer Red Alert Aftermath. Number 9, Koopa Kong Car, Super Mario World. Number 8, Ragnarok from Final Fantasy VIII. Number 7, X-Wing from Star Wars Rogue Squadron. 6, 
Phantom Train from Final Fantasy VI. Five, Enterprise Final Fantasy IV. Four, Blackjack Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> I noticed a pattern there. Three, Yadrazzle, Xenogears. Two, Ghost, Halo 2. And one, Epoch, Chrono Trigger. And sorry all you Assassin's Creed Four fans, none of us have played enough <laughs> Black Flag to have Jackdaw on our list. It's, it's fine. I beat Assassin's Creed, but four but i didn't even think about it at all during any of when i was writing these so it was kind of on consideration but i i wound up cutting it just because i like others more but yeah i thought about it i don't know i mean it is a classic ship so i understand i don't know it's just just not one that came to my mind when i was when i was doing this list and i had the halberd from the kirby series but i took it off because it's just fashion it looks cool (laughs) what game is it from the kirby series oh i don't remember kirby having a ship Meta Knight's ship. Oh, that's why it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> okay, I was like, what are you talking about? I remember why I cut it. It was like, okay, generic pirate ship or flying machine made by Leonardo da Vinci. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it is a really cool... I agree with you. I mean, it's a cool ship, but the flying machine's cooler. This is for having something for that game, as we go with that. All right, and that about... I guess, yeah, there's no way to do any shelf stacker box for these, yeah. so we don't need to do that. So if any of these vehicles interested you, you should definitely go maybe go check out the games. Because if we had the vehicle on us, probably because we enjoyed the game. And we also, this is our second top 10. We did another top 10 before, top 10 handheld games. We'll definitely go find that in our list of hundreds of episodes. It's in there. And Reese, do you want to give a plug again to your game where people can find you? So many plugs. Yes, I can do that. Uh, you can uh, check out my little indie game company's website at www.sidegroupgames.com. And you can check out my game, Throw Me in the River. It is being sold on Steam and itch.io. It is on PC and Mac. And, uh, it, it is a short visual novel. It's, uh, I think, kind of weird and unique. So feel free to check that out. And thanks for having me on the show, both of you. Oh, thank you for coming on again. Yeah. I wanted to get you on a, a regular episode, not just an interview. And this seemed like a perfect opportunity. Yeah, no, this is a pleasure. Always happy to. I didn't know who to sucker into top 10 vehicles otherwise, so. <laughs> and eh, I was going to, should we introduce what we're going to talk about next time we do a top 10, Mike? Is that? I don't think we've thought that far ahead. Okay, <laughs> we'll just leave that. Then. I, mean, I know we have some ideas, but we haven't actually put anything in stone yet what we're going to do yet for next top 10. But you enjoyed this? Please listen to it and tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell anyone, because it helps us, makes us, the more something gets liked, the more I'm willing to do stuff with it. Because if people don't listen to it, then I'm not willing to do other stuff with that, with that content as much. Looking at you, 13. I lost all interest in reading that comic or that movie after that episode. It kind of didn't do great for me. I'm not surprised because it's fucking 13. <laughs> so oh, I was not surprised that episode did not do as well as some of our episodes. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. And please give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Balby from ZP Bite the Bullet, Song of the Coolest Kids Squad. Definitely go check him out on his YouTube channel. You'll see a link in the show notes. You'll see a link to Reese. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out the rest that we've done. Tons of other episodes. Go check that out. We're going through the MCU, which we're finishing up. Check those out. We do comics. We do movies. There are plenty of stuff for you to dig your teeth into and, and listen to for hours and hours. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm on YouTube, finally. So find us there. And that about wraps up this episode. We will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.